0: This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the die-hard Duke basketball fans podcast. Running a three-man weave today with my main man Pablo and Jack. We uh, were down D and pause, and then we're down uh, hey, ACs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ACs uh, still licking his wounds uh, after just you know going on Twitter telling everybody that uh, VJ was going to pick Duke, and um, you know just to, you know full transparency. Look, uh, recruiting is fluid. Things happen at the 11th hour. it's is not our first rodeo. When we tell you that, you know, certain guy is going to Duke, we're telling you not because we're guessing, because we, all of us are lucky enough to have, you know, specific sources in, in different areas that are, are giving us this intel and, and shit changes. And, and that's what happened, um, you know, in this situation. And, you know, we even talked about it, Pablo. We talked about the roster. Uh, you know, would that be a, a factor you know, do you think that that you know played into it, or do you think it was just simply you know Baylor made a better pitch in terms of you know the dollar amount, and you know that at the end of the day was what what it was. Uh, I
1: just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what it was. I don't, I don't. You know, I mean, like as far as money goes, I ain't talking about no money because I don't, you know, I don't know about that part or whatever. But um, I think ultimately what it came down to is you know roster construction you know what i'm saying i think he just saw you know where the opportunity the better opportunity was it's not even so much the fit i think it's just i think he just picked opportunity you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day you know what i mean there's you know fit wise i mean obviously he fits at duke you know what i mean and he fits at baylor as well but um i just feel like you know hey just kudos to baylor man just shout yeah. out to baylor um you know, congrats to VJ. You know what I'm saying? Great young man. You know, he's going to do great things there. You know what I mean? I wish him the best, you know, and salute to him.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think um, a lot of times in this situation, Jack, you you find a lot of fans, well, we don't need him. You know, we didn't really want like that kind of stuff. It's, it's just garbage. Like, we absolutely wanted him. Obviously, Shire wanted him, and I think he would have been a perfect fit uh, next to Cooper Flagg. But at the end of the day, I mean, like Pablo said, it the roster is a little bit, in flux for, uh, for Duke next year. We don't know what Foster, McCain, we don't know what Jeremy Roach is going to do, you know? So there is a, there's a lot of things up in the air. Where do you kind of, um, you know, just taking a look at our roster for next year. Where do you kind of see, you know, some of those guys um, with their decisions?
2: I'm not going to act like I know anything. Um, first off, Jeremy Roach, I, I don't think he's going to be back. Not not for any specific reason really, more than I, I feel like he's just kind of done with college. Um I, I do not expect him to be playing college basketball next year. I'll say that. If he is, I will be pleasantly surprised. I believe if he does choose to come back, it would be Duke. Um that aside, I I really don't think we know about anyone other than the the incoming freshman being on the roster next year. I feel like there are guys who could transfer. I feel like there are guys who could declare, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, my gut probably tells me that McCain goes. You know, I just think that, you know, I know that he didn't have his best performance, um, you know, against George Attack or anything like that. That's fine. Um, But he has been playing really good ball, and I think that this is a weak draft, um, and I just think that it's an opportunity for him. I would gladly take him back, but I think – of the freshmen, of the two, you know, him and Foster, I think he would be the one to go.
1: you talking about uh, McCain? McCain. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, his draft stock is, is skyrocketing right now, you know what I'm saying? That little stretch, you know what I mean, that he had, you know what I'm saying, of uh, hitting all those three-pointers and just, you know what I mean, just picking up his play. No. So, I mean, but the thing about it, though, man, if you look at it, man, it seems like <laughs> Jared McCain is having, like, the most fun in the world, man, at Duke. So it's like you can look at it twofold, you know. What I mean, you can see him leaving, you know, what I mean, because you know how they, you know, the the general consensus is like if, when your draft stock is high, go. You know what I'm saying? Cause you never know what might happen. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at the other, you know, side of the coin and you see how much fun he's having at Duke and you know what I mean, just everything that's going well for him, and you see him coming back. Um ultimately. You know, honestly, I don't know what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? But I I, w- I totally wouldn't be upset if he if he declared, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, whatever these kids decide to do, I mean, outside of the DJ Stewart one, that one made zero sense to me. But outside of that one, if these guys, you know, they're projected to be first round, I would tell my kid to go yeah. even as a diehard fan. So um, it just makes too much business sense. But we'll see. I mean, um, we just played a couple of games. We played uh, Pitt, uh, at Pitt, and then kind of a weird scheduling situation where we we're gonna play Pitt again on Saturday. So um, you know, Jack. Obviously, we kind of came out and punched them right in the mouth. Flip was fantastic. I think you know D and I uh, in the last podcast, and then we kind of got into it a little bit, uh, kind of calling out Flip these last two games, dude. He was amazing and he is Flip responded far. to you, TK. I I mean, look, sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta you know push push your guys a little bit. Um but yeah, obviously Flip played great, but the whole team did too.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, it was sixty-two to twenty-eight when Duke was like, Okay, yeah, we don't have to keep trying anymore. Um you know, I mean, you know what I mean when I say that. Of course they're gonna keep trying, but my goodness, I uh, I will I will say that I haven't had a chance to fully rewatch the game, but during the game I was watching on my phone with two bars of service because we had no power, so there was that. But what I did see when it wasn't buffering was pure dominance. That was that was on the road. I can't imagine what they're going to do at home.
0: Yeah, Pablo, I thought the uh, the ball movement was great. I thought uh, Flip went to the basket with conviction. What? Oh, come on, man. Uh, the- <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> come on, man. As, no, as, I'm fucking, as, I'm fucking as, with you, man.
1: <laughs> uh, we
0: have, we so got he was
2: going to try to get this banner up as much as he could today.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I thought the uh- – <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, all right, so uh, we went to have a lot of fun you. here on the, uh, the Five Point Play podcast, but uh, Duke was having a lot of fun at Pitt. I mean, they the ball movement yeah. was great. The um, – the defensive pressure I thought was great overall, uh, just the dominating performance. I'm not even sure what else we can say about it Yeah. I thought Pitt, Pitt was defeated before the under-16 timeout in the first half.
1: Yeah, that, that game, man, that was, a. I think that was the most locked in I've seen Duke um, from start to finish, you know what I mean, this season. And it was good to see, you know what I mean? I, they Like you said, they came right out, they punched him in the mouth, and Pitt couldn't recover. You know what I mean? The game was over probably within the first seven minutes, you know, and that that's the, that's the, the, the Duke that everybody's scared of, you know what I mean? And that's the Duke that everybody, you know, predicted to be number one or two in the polls pause. That was crazy. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the rankings, you know what I'm saying? So that right there is like, Man, I, I just, I mean, I, everybody played fantastic. I don't think anybody had a bad game. What do we have, six people, six players in double digits or something like that? Um, something like that. Yeah, that was that was just pure dominance. And then from a defensive standpoint, they just were locked in, man. you just seen a lot of communication out there. Um, You've seen guys just stepping up, you know I mean, switching. You know, they were physical. Uh, guys were, like I said, guys were communicating, they were talking, you know, rebounding the hell out of the ball. Um, yeah, it was an impressive showing, you know what I mean? I, I, I think it, when Duke plays like that, you know what I mean? We could beat anybody in America, bottom yeah.
0: line. Yeah, I mean, we shot 44% from three, which was great. Um, You know, and, and to Jack's point earlier, you know, we won 75 to 53, but if we really, you know, kept the, the foot on the gas, we could have easily put up 100 and, and just yeah. taken in their will. But there was no need for that. He only played uh, – nobody played more than 30 minutes in that game, which is great. You know, T.J. Power – um, you know, Sean Stewart were able to get in there and get some minutes. Friend of the podcast, Dylan Blake's man. That guy just continues to, um, you know, give everything that he has, you know, effort-wise on on the basketball court. He's always making things happen, and we needed every bit of it, Jack, against uh, Georgia Tech. You know, I, I just didn't see, you know, the Georgia Tech Warriors came out. I, I thought Duke actually defensively. I, I mean, you guys can you know bring it up, but. I thought defensively Duke was actually all right. They, they hit so many yeah. contested threes. I mean, I think they exposed us on the pick and roll again, so we got to clean that up. And I think you guys are going to do a coach's corner on Thursday uh, yeah. on Patreon mm-hmm. so make sure everybody tunes into that. But, um, yeah, Jack, I mean, I, I, I wasn't as upset on Saturdays. I think a lot of fans were because I just thought Georgia Tech was shooting out of their minds.
2: I was upset because they were shooting out of their minds. Um Look, like, yeah, there were some open shots, and that was defensive laps, but most of those shots were incredibly well contested and had no business being near the hoop. And, like, I feel like this is revenge for last year when we doubled their final score at Georgia Tech and just shot the lights out. Like, it's, it was upsetting. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to act like it wasn't upsetting to see these stupid shots go in. Because it's always against Duke. It's like, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's national championship and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, Duke won. Tyrese showed up big time. And that was huge.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me, is that that was the Tyrese Proctor that we've been looking for. Um, I thought there's no question that was his best game of the year. He hit three threes in a row that really allowed us to you know, come, kind of come back and then overtake them and put the game a little bit away there. Um, you know, just kind of talk about that Pablo Tyrese's play and, and is that here to stay?
1: Yeah, well, shit. Um, I'm hoping so. Um, like I said, I think it was in the last podcast. I don't think we could reach our ceiling as a team um, unless we have Tyrese Proctor playing at a high level. And if we do have him playing at a high level, you know i'll tell you what man everybody better watch out because duke is going to be incredibly hard to beat um i think he stepped in you know when when we needed it obviously you know what i'm saying we need, we were looking for something um yeah. he came like you said he came in he hit three uh three three pointers in succession um and that was a big it was a big boost you know what i mean he shot that fourth one out there if that fourth one would have went in man i think yeah. i probably would have i probably would have jumped out of my window you know what i'm saying so <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm really hoping that his play can continue that way. And like I said, he might've, I don't know, maybe he just looked in the mirror and said, it's just, it's my time to step up. It's my time to play and be Tyrese Proctor. I think that four guard lineup, I think it's dope. Um, and the biggest thing out of that four guard lineup, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but uh, Jared McCain really rebounded well um, from the guard spot out of out of that fork line and i think you know he always does pretty well as far as rebounding but that game i'm not even sure how many rebounds he got but it seemed like he grabbed probably seven or eight rebounds you know i mean from the from the wing um and that's good you know it's good on him because i mean he didn't have the big offensive output you know i mean that we would like but he did he did other things he played defense and just like you guys were saying earlier um they hit a lot of contested shots man to think thing about uh, Georgia Tech and Stoudemire, man. They, their offense, they do a really good job of offense, especially, you know, what I mean, that middle ball screen. You know, you gotta, you know, they put Duke in, in almost an impossible situation. It's like you gotta choose, you gotta choose what you're gonna do. You know, what I mean, you're either gonna stop the roll guy, or you're gonna fucking stop the jump shot. Which one? Because you can't do both. And that's where you, you know, you saw Georgia Tech, you know, get a lot of those shots in the lane, you know, with the with the big kid.
0: Yeah, no,
2: I will a, say McCain. He had four rebounds. It felt like more, but four it rebounds. Did. It did feel like it's more. really been. He's been quietly a very good rebounder this season. He's had multiple six, seven rebound games. At like what yeah. is he six two six three? That's that's impressive.
0: Yeah, he, he's not afraid to mix it up, which is one thing yeah. that even when he's not shooting, I just love watching him play because he plays the game extremely hard the entire game, whether his shot is falling or not. And the the rebounding, you know, he may have only statistically had four rebounds, but he was part of a lot of, you know, they call him team rebounds. You know, and and I thought that that he certainly honked out in that situation quite a bit. You know, Flip, you know, had a great game. You know, he was um, 30 points, 13 rebounds. He missed five free throws. Um, That's the only knock that you can really have. He could have had 35 easy. Um, You know, he missed a couple bunnies, but overall, the dude plays so hard. And I think that he's really kind of turned that corner after we called him out. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, we got to talk a little bit about the fact that both times that we played Georgia Tech, we've been down a starter for basically the entire game. You know, Tyrese played one minute against Georgia Tech and goes down. We had to kind of find our way and, and figure something out there. And then um, right before the game, we learned that you know Mark Mitchell's not playing, so. How did that kind of affect uh, especially our defense on uh, that pick-and-roll problem that you were talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously you you saw what it was. Um, you know, that, that caused, you know what I mean, a, a huge problem for us. You know, we didn't have our our our, our most versatile defender. You know what I mean? I, was, I would probably venture to say that it might be our, our best defender, but for sure he's our most versatile defender. You know, he could guard bigs. He could guard uh, smaller, smaller players um it, it's affected everything you know we are missing you know you got to think about it we are missing a 69 you know versatile defender with a huge wingspan um who's always there to you know help you know what i'm saying on the pick and roll you know they 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 obviously their goal was to put philipowski in the pick and roll and make him move kind of wear him out you know the back uh the backup has always been mark you know what i mean we had to do it from you know with other guys other smaller guys that's why you will see you know you saw i'm not sure how many offensive rebounds georgia tech got but It feels like they had a lot. Do you know how, how many offensive rebounds they got, Jack? Uh, why you um, looked at up? they, us, they had five, about? they had five off, they the had five.
2: We had 11 offenses. for the whole game. They had five, they had five for the whole game,
1: okay? Yeah, and that's good. And it seems like I feel like that had a big part of that was uh, the big kid getting out of trouble and not playing much in the first half. Uh, I can't remember his name, man. Their big center, uh, they their, their best player. Um, but anyway. Dongo, um, yeah, and Dongo, yeah, yeah. So that that man, I'm telling you, you, can't replace a player like Mark, man. You really can't. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's tough. You know, what I mean, how do you replace somebody that does that? You know, who could potentially give you 20 plus points at at any minute. Not just that, but guard the best player on the other team. You know, what I mean, no matter what size they are, big or small. Pause. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, what I mean, anytime a guy like that sits out, man you know, other guys going to have to step up. You know I mean? I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for him and we need him back in the lineup ASAP.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, anytime you lose a player of, of that stature, a guy that can guard one through five and that's actually legitimately can guard one through five, yes. that's, that's, gonna, that's, gonna, that's going to um, play a huge factor, especially right before the game. That's what happened to us against Tennessee. I'm not saying that we win the game necessarily against Tennessee if one plays, but sure, sure as hell would have been a different ball game. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the other thing, Jack, is got to give Ryan Young a shit ton of credit for his performance. I thought his job hedging ball screens in the second half was, was a huge factor. He grabbed nine rebounds. He almost had a double-double in 23 minutes. Just, you know, outstanding play from, from Ryan Young.
2: He seems to do that lately when we need it the most. He comes through. He did that against Baylor. He did that here against Georgia Tech. He knows when he needs to show up the most and he does. He delivers. He really does. Like people people trash him for whatever. Like, yeah, he got absolutely like dunked on this game. I'm not gonna act like that didn't happen.
0: But that was that That not, was a not, not your comment, the actual
2: dunk. No, no, no. That was an incredible dunk. I'm not gonna I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and act like that dunk wasn't insane, but yeah, Ryan Young has some deficiencies in his game, but he is also a very large part of the reason we won. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and sure. take any Ryan Young disrespect from anyone. Give the man his props.
0: Yeah. I mean, not much needs to be said about that. And then I do want to talk real quick about um, Tyrese Proctor's play again, because uh you know, probably you said it, that maybe he looked in the mirror there and he's like, Hey, shit, I'm not playing around now, I got I gotta step up. Maybe that's what it is, but I really do wanna focus because I think we've seen Mark Mitchell do it. We have now seen Philip Housey do it. Now it seems like it's Tyree's project's time. And if you know, honestly gotta hope that you know Mark comes back healthy, um the timetable there is a little bit iffy, we're not sure um when he'll be back. So we'll cover that, but um, just in terms of, of our style of play, when Tyrese is cooking, I think it's really difficult to beat Duke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I got I got mentioned before, you know, him playing at his best or at a high level, you know, our ceiling is ridiculous. Um Tyrese, man, I, I mean, he just, I guess he just had to come to Jesus moment. And we gotta, we gotta realize too, man. I think what people don't understand, like they put all these layers and expectations on these players. These players are still young as hell. And they're playing all these teams they're playing as old for a college standard. You know what I mean? They're young too, but they're old for a college standard. It's this is a second year playing college basketball. What is this? Tyrese is what? Their, like 30th game at Duke or something like that. Like that's, that's relatively young. You know what I mean? The guy is only probably what 19, 20 years old. He's still young, you know, so they're still trying to figure things out, man. And I think that's why you see, um, you know, Kyle go through his stretch, you know, Mark go through his stretch, Tyrese go through his stretch. You know, we haven't really had, a, we even had a big game from Caleb Foster lately. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know I mean? Jared we he, he went through his stretch early, you know, then he, you know, he woke up and, you know, what I mean, now it's here to stay. If we could get all these guys on the same page, like they've been on, we're gonna be fine, man. I think people just gotta just gotta relax a little bit and understand. Like I said, man, it's it's a it's early in the season, and these guys are still young. And they're still trying to figure things out. Give them a chance to figure things out, man, and and we'll be okay. I just don't like when uh all of the one thing I I can say, man, is that when the game is being played, right? Like that's why I I normally never. Like, look at my phone, especially Twitter, when the game is being played, because I know it's going to be a shitload of overreactions, man. I mean, like, it could be like a a Ryan Young turnover. And that's exactly why he shouldn't be in the game. Like, what does John do? Like, just a bunch of crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll say, like, the, the most disrespectful and craziest shit about a player. And normally when that happens, that said player normally is, like, one of the biggest keys of the game for us to win. <laughs> so that's why i'm just like i don't normally get on twitter while the game is being played because i just for my mental health i can't deal with that shit because i'd be wanting to just jump through the phone and just strangle people sometimes and like shut the hell up do you even know basketball it's like you're two minutes into the game and you're complaining about why a guy is in the game like get the fuck out of here man that shit is crazy to me so yeah
2: that's how i I, I will say i've had i've had one twitter overreaction that i've actually put out there um mm-hmm. when i when uh a couple of years ago, it was early season. Mark Williams was really struggling. It was the final four season. Um, and I I tweeted, it was, I think, three, four games into the season. And I'm like, Mark is really having some trouble fit, fitting with the team. I'm not sure how that's going to go this season. And then Kenny Denard calls me out and says, Nah, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried. Um, then and there, If Coach K's first captain, one of Coach K's first captains is telling me he's fine, he's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I'd be um, a hypocrite if I didn't say that I have tons of overreactions. I don't go on social media. I don't go on, um, you know, the message boards. No, you just go into our group chat. No, I just go into our group chat and piss everybody off because I'm calling people out. So, um, but, you know, usually what happens is like after the game, Pablo, when you've had a, a chance to like actually let the entire game play out and mm-hmm. you see how stupid you actually sound because, you know, yeah, Ryan young, he, he may have gotten, you know, dunked on by Cisco and that was, that was insane. But at the same yeah. time, we don't win that game without the play of, of, of Ryan young. He was fantastic. And he half. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it's like every time I call out flip for missing a couple of bunnies, you turn around and realize the guy had 30 points, two blocks, <laughs> Four, six, thirteen <laughs> rebounds, and is playing—you know—thirty-seven minutes. The guy's doing everything that he has, you know, to to for his team. And it's—I think—it's I think important for fans just to be like, take a take a deep breath. And I'm one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing about it, man. And 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 I realize, man, that like, you know, people are passionate, and you know, they get emotional and they get in their feelings. I got it, you know what I mean? But we just gotta, you know, if you're gonna try, you know, John Shire is the coach, man. You know what I mean, he's not gonna do everything right, he's not gonna do everything perfect. You know, what I mean he he never said that he would be, and you know, Coach K didn't say that he would be. Like, he's gonna do things that you know we're just not gonna understand. But ultimately, we're not on the fucking floor. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? We're not the ones out there playing. So it's like just relax a little bit and just take a deep breath and just trust that and just and also know that you know we're not gonna win every fucking game. <laughs> That's just it. You know what I'm saying? Like Teams are going to do things, and, you know, John is going to be – We lose him? Yeah. What happened? Did we cut out? yeah, uh, you out. froze a for bit. a sec. Here?
2: You're good. You're good. We're here. Yeah. You're here.
1: Oh, yeah. No. But, yeah, so that's basically what it is, man. I think sometimes as fans, man, we just got to take a step back and just realize that, you know, things aren't – you know, it's not a perfect world. You know, it's basketball. Shit's gonna happen out there on the floor. Let's just stick with our team, man, and let's just do what we do.
0: Yeah. You know I, what I mean? No doubt. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, to your point, Duke's 13 and three. They're four and one in the ACC. And that was, you know, yes. an uh, early December conference loss on the road where we lost our point guard one minute into the game and had a, a stupid technical at the end that, you know, if you're really calling shots here, um, Georgia Tech could have had a couple against us at Duke. So, um, uh, for the for the for the same thing. So you know the the consistency of which some of those things are called is a little bit r- ridiculous. But that is what it is. We won eight games in a row, and we got another chance uh, Saturday to to win against Pitt. But Jack, real quick, um, Mark Mitchell uh, and Jeremy Roach both have what uh, seems to be knee injuries, and uh, you know I, I saw our employee uh, Connor O'Neill tweeted out that uh, John Shire said both of them are day to day. You know, what, what is kind of your feeling on when either one of them comes back?
2: I have no idea. Plain and simple. Mark really apparently was in a lot of pain and struggling to practice this week. So there's that. Um. Okay. He might be back. We have a, a week off now until the next game, which is another one against Pitt. Um, maybe he'll be back by then. Jeremy, it's the same thing. I I don't know. He tried to get back into the game, uh, and pretty quickly was subbed out again. I think I I heard there was going to be some more testing done today. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, we don't know. We'll we'll find out probably more over the course of the week. But we won't get anything definitive until Saturday.
0: Yeah, probably. you think that uh, Rose might
2: miss, miss a couple games? You just judging from the look of it, I mean, obviously,
1: I don't, I don't know for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't look all that good, you know what I mean? But You know, but, I mean, just non-contact injury, you know what I mean? You just never know, you know what I mean? With things like that, you know, you could do some imaging. It could be a damn ACL tear, a meniscus tear, PTL, MCL. Who knows, you know what I mean? Hopefully, it's none of that. And hopefully get back on the court as soon as possible. But uh ultimately, you know, we just want both of those guys just to be healthy, you know what I mean? Because we can't we definitely aren't going anywhere if we don't have those two guys on the court. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, there's no question about that. And and you know, the good news is that we play pit and we have a week off. So give them a little bit more time not only to rest, but to kind of feel feel out what the situation is and and, and how long that they need to sit out. Um, and then the other thing is. After we play Pitt on Saturday, we play at Louisville on Tuesday. So, <laughs> I mean, call it what it is, Louisville's not good. So it will be their Super Bowl. There's no question about that. But it, it's a lot better than, you know, certainly playing at Virginia Tech or at North Carolina, which we have coming up at the end of uh, at the end of this month in early February. So um, let's get into the uh, Pitt preview. I obviously, we just played them. So... We kind of know what, what we're looking at there. But, again, we don't know what our roster is going to look like. So let's say, Pablo, that um, Mark Mitchell and Jeremy Roach do not play. What does that do to this Duke team to, you know, face a pit team that they just blew out?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to adjust, obviously. You know what I mean? Because uh, in that blowout, you know, Jeremy and Mark had a big, big part to do. You know, they had a big part in that blowout. So, I mean, other guys are just going to have to step up, and that's the bottom line. You know, T.J. Power, Ryan Young, uh, he's going to have to play well again. Um, uh, maybe Sean might get some time. I'm not sure, you know, but it's it's an opportunity, you know, and these are, these are those games that, you know, everybody says, you know what I mean, that when it's your time to step in, you know, seize the moment, you know what I mean? Step in, step up, you know what I mean? Do something, you know, impress the coaches while playing within the construct of the team, you know what I mean, to, to push the team forward to a win. And you know, these this is this is sometimes, man. This is what legends are made of, man. Who knows, man? We might have a legendary performance from Sean. Maybe TJ. I don't know. You know what I mean? But as long as our guards are playing well, and they have absolutely no answer for Filipowski, so just keep doing. You know what I mean? Keep doing what we did last game. You know what I mean? Just feed the post. Uh, let let Flip go to work, and and hopefully our shots fall, and we'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's shooting the ball pretty well overall. And it, yeah. it's coming from a lot of different players. You know, flips shooting the ball are great. Now Tyrese is, is starting to hit. Jared hasn't hit in a couple of games, so you got to figure that that he's going to come out hot. Um, Long, hopefully he can continue to attack the rim and, and play well. So I think we're going to be okay either way. Jack, I think, I, I mean, if if neither one of them play, i got to imagine that Sean gets some minutes, right?
2: He he has to. Yeah. Um... If if there's no Mark Mitchell, then you, you you don't really have any other guy to put your four man's minutes into. You got power, you got Stewart. you got flip, but how much do you want to do that? You know, like it's you know, it's gonna be interesting to see, but I, I fully expect Stewart to get a decent amount of run if Mark's not playing. And even if he is playing, just based on how the last game against Pitt went.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it was great to to get Sean Minnis because obviously we blew them out. I don't don't think it'll be the same type of game just because of the roster construction. And I think think it is difficult to blow a team out twice in a row, especially with this quick turnaround. Um, But then again, I also thought that we would blow Georgia Tech out and they came out and shot like the Warriors. So what do I know? Uh, Not much. But I do know that every time I do call somebody out, they seem to listen and, and play a little bit better. So on think I'm going to um, call on Jerry McCain and say that he needs to hit a couple more threes. You're welcome. That means he should hit about seven or eight of them um, against Pitt. But again, um, you know, the quick podcast, we we wanted to touch on the, the games that we played and, and obviously address the, the, the VJ uh, recruitment, but Hey, we got, Jack, don't we have a big uh, recruitment coming up on, on Saturday?
2: Yeah, we do. We got, um, Pablo handle most of this, but we do have some pretty good pretty good guy just reclassified coming in. International recruit. Um Pablo, you know way more about this guy than I do, so I'll, I'll let you take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: on Saturday we got a Common Malawash uh coming in, seven two center from uh from Sudan. Um really good player, uh big guy center, obviously, uh being seven two. Um He's, he's I'm, honestly, he's, he's what we need. Um, everybody's looking at him as a, being that a rim protector. And I think, you know, that's why I say, Oh, you know, same talking points as usual on Twitter is, Oh, we need a rim protector. Oh, we need this. We need that. I got it. You know what I mean? But you know, he's more than just that, you know what I mean? The kid is a, he has some, some serious tools uh, on the offensive end. Um, obviously he's still young. Um, he just turned 17 in September. So, you know, he, he's young. If we get him, it'd be it'd be huge. You know, what I mean, it'd be huge for us. Um, you know, pair him up with uh with a Pat, big Pat, and a, you know the other players we got coming in, Coop and all them. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be good. I mean, so far this team really does have the makings of a a really good defensive team so far. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I think ultimately, you know. I think we can get the, I think we're going to get him, you know, where his first visit, um, we got the, the Duke connection is there, you know what I mean? With Luau Dang, it only makes sense. You know what I mean? I, honestly, I can see a world to where this is probably the only visit he takes. You know what I mean? Or we can get a, you know, an offer and well, the offers are right there, but when we can get a commitment, you know, cause everything for him is happening pretty fast anyway, you know, with him reclassing so late, um, so it only because it's what January now. Psh, shit, we can have this kid on campus in what five, six months? You know what I mean? Easily. So we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like um, I'm I'm very uh very optimistic about this one and uh I feel good. I feel really good.
0: Yeah, no, I do too, and I think pairing him with Cooper Flag um will just be alarmingly good next year. Uh those two playing four or five, and it just opens up so many things for, for Cooper Flag to have a guy like that. Paired with them, and um, I think it does happen. I think our biggest, uh, you know, competitions on um, what I've heard is is the G League. So it's it's pretty much you know what kind of path do you want to take? And yeah. for for a kid that that's, that young, um, that really just kind of picked up the game a few few years ago, I think you know coming to a more structured environment um, like Duke would would probably be much more beneficial than going to the G League. But I, I think yeah.
1: Yeah, let me ask you a question: um, Are we sure that Cooper's going to play the four?
0: Where do you have him playing the three?
1: I mean, Mark played the three.
2: I think Coop's versatile enough to play the three. I, don't, I think
1: he. I think he's an NBA wing.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's going to play the three at Duke, but
0: I, I mean, you I know, think, we, we always talk about you know who plays the three, the four, the five. John's just going to put him in an advantageous position, yeah. you know, yeah. making a difference. I think he'll have he'll have the ball in his hands quite a bit, and I think he'll, you know, John's just going to want him to do whatever he, if he wants to shoot it, <laughs> <Yeah>. drive, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's not going to have any restrictions yeah. on. With yeah, no, I mean, and I, I only
1: asked because we got to think about it. Oh, go ahead, Jack. What were you about to say?
2: No, I didn't say anything. I wasn't going to say anything.
1: Oh no, I, I, I only asked because you know if you look at the roster like last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Mark played the three exclusively for the Mm -hmm. whole year. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? That's why I'd say, you know what I mean? Are we sure he's going to play the four? You know what I mean? I just don't. I think, you know, we're going to see a world to where he's going to play on the wing. Um, But he also spend time, you know, playing the four as well. But in our our offense, a lot of the times, though, that, you know, he he has different things. So the four is on the wing, on the perimeter sometimes, a lot of the times. So, so it's gonna be, be interesting to you, see what happens.
0: Who, who is, who is, just, if, if, if you if you pair, yeah. uh, I don't mean to country you up. Like if you pair him uh, mm-hmm. on next year's team, who mm-hmm. would play? Who would be that starting five? Then let's assume that Foster comes back and the team doesn't. What's that? What does okay. that starting five look like? Yeah.
1: So I would I would go with. Uh, I think what you'll see is uh, you'll see obviously Foster at the one. Um, I think it'd be. Um, it'll be a dog fight that two spot between uh isaiah and um isaiah and John, and then i think you could throw coop in there at the three if he's not playing the four if we get come on five obviously and then the four uh shit it just depends man like you, you see this man historically john likes to play, pause john likes to play big you know what i'm saying so I mean, you might, you could see, you might see Big Pat out there. Big Pat with, with, with Kaman out there, you know what I'm saying? And Coop at the three, you know what I'm saying? Cause if you still, if you do that, you still get shooting. You still get a a lot of uh, things that you need, you know what I mean? So like, you're really not missing out on anything. Um, Even though, you know what I mean? Like, Pat isn't the fleetest of foot, but I mean, that's just, it's, it's, that's just a very versatile lineup, man. I mean, I think we can do. A lot of different things, you know what I'm saying, with that lineup. Um, but Foster, Isaiah, Coop, come big Pat, or you can go Foster, uh, Isaiah, you can go Harris, Darren. Um, I mean, it's it's a mixture. The, I mean, you yeah. can pause, you can play with that roster all day, you know what I'm saying? You can play with the. Play with it in different ways, like we'll fit pause and, and different and different. <laughs> you relax, relax, D.K. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> you killing me. Oh, that was crazy, too. So, I mean, I think that's the good part of the that we, you know, what I'm saying that's the good thing about the roster we got coming in. It's a lot of versatility. Um, so, so you know, we we good on that, man. I'm done with your ass, man. Go ahead, man. Pause. That was, uh, no, we're,
0: we're good. Yo. Um, yeah, no, I think obviously we'll touch on the uh, the roster for next year. I think, I think Common does end up choosing Duke, and that's going to be um, that that should kind of lock in that class for good. And then we just kind of focus mm-hmm. on the rest of the season, because this season is going to be a lot of fun. We got uh, Pitt on Saturday, then we go up to uh, Jack's Louisville Cardinal. Then we got, uh, geez, no, no, they're not mine. Geez, huge they suck. Got, uh suck. Clemson at home, and then at uh, Virginia Tech, and then at Carolina. So Huge stretch coming up here for Duke, but um, hey, a lot to be a lot to be happy about right now. We got an eight-game winning streak on a week off. Prepare for Pitt, and let's let's make it nine. Let's go Duke!
1: Yes, sir. Let's go Duke. Let's go Duke.
0: All right, you know where to find us: Twitter, LinkedIn. Just kidding, Instagram, <laughs> Patreon. We're gonna do a Coach's corner. Patreon, on, right
2: there, right there on the ticker.
0: It's free free so join us on patreon for the uh coach's corner on thursday acd pablo jack will all be there breaking it all down for y'all hey go birds
2: i'm ready to get hurt again let's go birds hey yo